Well, uh, I'm just going to basically give you a, a little quick nugget. As I was praying for you guys and what the Lord wanted to say to you as a church family, so consider this more of a prophetic word than a teaching or anything, um, I really feel that the church body as a whole is entering into, we're in transition right now, and we're entering into the most incredible harvest time that we have ever seen or known. The signs are everywhere. If you heard about Asbury and what happened there and people flocking and lining up for miles to get into this place where youth were worshiping day and night. You know, we have the Jesus Revolution movie that came out and just brought it right back to everyone's face and their hearts. You know, how God moved in the 70s with that Jesus revolution. Um, I just I just feel it. You know, like the song said, I feel it, I feel it, I feel it in my bones. Like, God is stirring up his people. And there's this process of preparation that he wants us to enter in. And part of it is like Justin is saying, the season of soaking, like Queen Esther, soaking to be prepared, you know, soaking in his love, getting away all the hard parts of our heart, all the dry parts, all the pieces where we got caught up into the things of the world. And, you know, with COVID, all the atmosphere was so yuck right? Like, and all the things that happened in the last few years, there was just this warfare in the heavenlies, in the atmosphere, and, you know, the enemy trying to pull us hard into anxiety, into fear, into offense, into, you know, control and manipulation, and all these terrible agendas of, you know, ruining family. Family is so powerful, and male and female, it says God created them, male and female, in his image, you know, and, and we we see the enemy just attacking the very building blocks of relationship and the understanding of love. It's our mother and our father and the marriage relationship that is supposed to reveal to the world this concept of having a heavenly father and Jesus who is our bridegroom that would die and give everything for us. And so my word for you guys, I just feel this pressing of the Lord that in this season, don't go about life the same way that you always have. Be intentional to seek him. Be intentional to soak in his love. Be intentional to work out those parts. Because we all know we got stuff, and usually we sweep it to the side, right? We're like, meh. You know, I just ignore it and keep going forward. But the Lord, I've heard person after person after person, pastors who are in sabbatical. Our church just gifted us a sabbatical at, at our 10 year. They were like, we feel like God is saying you need to take a 10 week sabbatical. We don't know when the, we're, we got to plan it. But so it's like crazy. And then even on top of that, another pastor couple who were taking sabbatical, they said, you know, we're so thankful for what you've brought to our region and we want to sow into you guys and we don't want you to have to wait till your sabbatical so we want to pay for a vacation for you guys all inclusive just to be together to be refreshed and so we're going on a cruise to Hawaii the first time ever right like I'm, I'm telling you like God is so on this thing of preparing us and it's not of preparing with doing tons of hard work it's soaking in his love and it's letting go of offenses and fear and letting him deal with the issues of our heart 
Because when we read the parable of the sower, the main thing, right, like there's the, the stony ground or the hard path, right, where the, the, that's the world, like the seeds fall on and it bounce right off, right? But then you see the, the soil with the rocks where it grows, but then the sun scorches it. It's like, you know, new believers or people who aren't willing to go through hard things without giving up on Jesus and just getting mad at God, right? But then you come to the third one, and it's the one that's grown and established, but it's not bearing fruit. Why? Because the cares of this world and the deceitfulness of riches have choked out the plant from bearing fruit. And I feel like all the crazy and the chaos is part of the strategy of the enemy to make us so overburdened in our hearts with the cares of this world that we cannot bear fruit, that we, we, our fruit is limited because we're so caught up in those things. And so um, I encourage you, just like I said, to get before the Lord, prioritize that time, work on your stuff, know that there are amazing things that are about to break loose, and Seek first his kingdom, that piece too. I just, even when we were singing about eternity, um, you know, to get those things into eternal perspective, right? If you are looking at your life, what am I doing that has eternal value? And make sure, because one day when we stand before the Lord, you know, the Holy Spirit, it says, was given to us to convict us of sin to lead us into righteousness, and to reveal to us about the judgment that, not in a scary, mean way, but there's a, a, an account, a stewardship that we have all to give before the Lord at the end of our lives to say, okay, was I just living for me? Was I just building my own earthly kingdom? Or am I doing things for him and for his glory and what matters most to Jesus? And that's what I see when I look at the Jesus people, when I look at missionaries around the world who are every day dying for their faith. The thing that matters most to them is what matters most to Jesus. And so just for you guys all to, to take that time with the Lord and just say, you know what, help me do some weeding in my garden, Lord. And whatever is there that's choking out fruitfulness, whatever there that's a distraction or, you know, that is making me so busy and so tired that I don't have time to do the things that matter most to you right? I have testimony after testimony. We've been trying to reach out more in evangelism, so just write that word in your book, evangelism. God is preparing us for evangelism in a greater way um, because there's a harvest, right? And who are the harvesters? Put your hand up if you're a harvester, right? He's called us all to be a part of this harvest, and um, it's amazing when you allow him, when you're out at the store or when you're Going to Starbucks, I had a testimony about a gal named Amanda, and I just would try and say, okay, Lord, when I'm out, I'm going to stop being in this frantic mode of going here and going there and getting in and out as quick as I can. I'm going to focus on what are you doing? What do you want me to do here? And so I just listened to the Lord, and I saw this woman highlighted. She's wearing all black and skulls, and she's got black lipstick and piercings everywhere, and she looks super angry, and her hood is pulled way down. And I'm like, no, uh, really? You want me to talk to her? <laughs> yeah. 
And, and so I'm like waiting for my drink and like trying to like figure out a way to address her, you know. And so anyway, eventually I work up the nerve to say, you know, oh, it's a beautiful day outside, right? And she just like growls at me like, <laughs> So then they call my name and I'm like, well, I tried, Lord. I'm leaving with my Starbucks. And I just walked out. And the Holy Spirit was like, stop! <laughs> Go back in! I'm like, ah, this is so hard. And so anyway, I went back in. I'm like looking around like, where is she now? She was sitting in the corner. And I, I was arguing with God standing in the in, outside, you know, you got to give me a word or something. I don't know even how to approach this lady. So anyway, he, he gave me a word. I go up to her. I say a couple sentences about, you know, God, I, I feel like you, God told me to come talk to you. And, and he wants you to know that he sees how much compassion you have for people. <laughs> like, I'm going stepping out here in faith, Jesus. <laughs> that, that you really love people well and you care about people a lot. And because of that, your heart has been really hurting. As soon as I said that, she burst into tears, just broke down sobbing, starts opening up and pouring out all this stuff. I can't believe God would send you to me because I know I'm damned. I've been damned since I was born. And, uh, you know, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, what? You know, so turns out her mom was raped. And I knew uh, my best friend in high school found out he was a product of rape. And so I had gone through all this with him. And so I was able to share the word the Lord gave me for him to her. And she's weeping about how much God was in, um, you know, taking something so dark and evil and bringing a miracle out of it. And that her mom loved her and kept her and raised her and, you know, all this stuff. And you could just see everything just melting away, puddles of tears just flowing. And as it turned out, she was pregnant, newly pregnant. And she said, you know, at one point, she said, I hope my baby isn't damned like me. And so I got to like show her the love that the father had for her and pray over her and pray for her and her fiance. And then she says at the end, well, it's so weird because I was just talking to the universe and saying, you know, if anyone's out there, give me a sign. Right? So you don't need to wait for an evangelistic outreach program organized by your church or by whatever group. Just start talking to people and loving them with the love that you've received. And you're going to be amazed how people just open right up and pour out their souls to you right in the middle of Starbucks. So anyhow, that's my word for you guys. Be blessed. <laughs> Said it? Spend time. Spend time with them. And get to know them better. Like, you want <laughs> Jesus and the ability to trust him, do this. Spend time with him. That's yeah. what I'm going to leave it with you. So guys. let love in and so, let love out. Yes, let love out. <laughs> By the way, scary looking people, they look that way because they're scared. Yeah, right. I'm not even kidding you. Their biggest fight that they have internally is fear. You have the one thing that overcomes fear inside you. So take that to the people. So Jesus, we thank you. Love us so much, and you counsel us on everything. Father God, thank you that you saw fit to come hard after us because there was this tremendous love that you wanted us to partake in. Yeah. Here in this place, in this building, in this time and moment, enjoying that with you. Open our hearts more.
more and more. So what you want to do in this relationship that you want to have. Yes. Yeah, and Jesus, we thank you that you're preparing us. Like you said, you're preparing your bride, and you're preparing us. You're praying for us every day. You're the one who's lavishing us with everything that we need, Lord. As we seek you first, as we seek your kingdom first and your righteousness, everything else that we need, you pour into our lives. And so, Father, I just pray for abundance of rest. I pray for intimacy right now. I just declare that every heart, every spirit be wide open to your voice, Lord. And even those stony places, those hard places, God, that right now you're just smashing through those with your love, that those walls are crumbling, that God, there is a hope that's rising in every heart to unlock and open those prisons that we've been hiding in and, and to begin to walk in a way that is full of you, full of your spirit, full of your glory, full of your goodness, and letting it just flow everywhere we go. And so, Lord, I thank you. I bless this house as a people of praise, as a people of good news, Lord, that they're going to be so full of good news. People are just going to be drawn, like they'll be overwhelmed and amazed by the testimonies of your love, by the testimonies of your power to save, to heal, to deliver, to set free, to restore, to redeem. Jesus, 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 we are so excited for the season we're in and all that we're about to partake of with you. And we just invite you and say, yes, Lord, prepare our hearts. Make us ready as your bride. Make us ready in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Hey, can we thank these guys for coming all the way from North Tonawanda? New York. If you uh, if you need prayer for anything, we'll have uh, prayer team people up here. Can we have prayer team? Whoever's